0: Welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast. This is episode number eighty-four. Okay, let's take two. This is the second try um, in recording an episode that I have dreaded uh, recording. It took me a week to process how I was going to muster up the courage to talk about um, CC today. So, um. Please don't feel bad if you didn't know I didn't share with anyone except a handful of very close friends or work colleagues only because I had to. But Cece passed away last Sunday and she is in peace on the Rainbow Bridge right now. She's all around us and with us. Um, I titled this episode, My Pet Died, I Lost My Best Friend. How... I am learning to transcend through her sadness and grief and my own Um, and I suppose that we should start with knowing that there are both good and bad things when death comes. Um, She is no longer in pain. She had severe kidney failure. She is at peace and she's back home. In the heavens where she belongs she was the ultimate queen (laughs) for those of you who were so lucky to have known her so many of you um, had met her I'll explain a little bit about why I decided to publicly share her loss um, through learning more on Buddhism and Christianity and helping the divide between many religions and backgrounds and cultures i've also learned that our infinite love for pets lives on Cece will always be with us and there are a few quotes and words i can share today and i said if Cece and i can help one person today maybe it's you then i have done my job whether you had a a cat a dog a bird a rabbit um it could even be an iguana (laughs) I had an iguana when I was a kid. A snake. (laughs) You know, um, the Egyptians back thousands of years ago worshipped cats. And I've always had this profound love for their mystery and their ability to love so deeply without being needy. And they almost say, I don't really need you, but I want you. (laughs) So Cece was magical. She was 20 years old. I'll today go into who she was to me, where we went together, and how to heal and cope with your loss and your grief. I want you to share this with anyone you know that has lost a loved one over the past few months. This will help tremendously. I have learned to transcend my pain into progress. I will refuse to sit around and mope in my sorrows. I have cried more over the past month than I ever have in my life. I did find out at the very beginning of June that she was sick and that we would have to choose between trying to keep her alive and letting her go with grace and dignity. Um, And I chose the latter because I didn't want to have to give her an IV every day. I didn't want to have to see her suffer because of my own personal pleasure or needs or wants or desires i wanted her to naturally digress while her body failed her her spirit kept living on and i don't know if any of you have ever gone through this process before um, but i have lost three other cats prior to this but they were mostly my parents cats Cece was my only pet for 20 years so she was my confidant my best friend my partner in crime my travel companion at many points in my life she saw me lose uh one two three three serious boyfriends and many in between (laughs) and uh she lived with several of them too and she outlived them all and that's the coolest part about pets they really see all of your secrets (laughs) If only Cece could talk. (laughs) She had a lot of shit to say. Um, But I want to take the pain that we have from our losses. And I want us to learn how to transcend our sadness and grief. Cece for me was my first pet at 20 years old. I was in college. I had this wonderful boyfriend named Doug. He went to Santa Barbara, UCSB, and I went to Long Beach State. And we had a brilliant relationship his uncle was a fire captain in Los Angeles. So when I'm 20, he's like 21, 22. We go to visit his uncle at a firehouse in LA to make lunch for all the firemen one day. My uncle is actually a fire captain too, go Uncle John. So while we were cooking, they had to go leave because they got called out on a emergency. So the gate opened to the firehouse And then the gate closed and there was this weird (laughs) noise (laughs) in the electrical box that serviced the gate. And we pulled the electrical box open and lo and behold, there was this baby kitten inside. She was a tuxedo, a singleton, and she was terribly lost. The firemen come back and we all have lunch and they see me you know, this young college girl in adoration over this tuxedo kitten. And they say, oh, you found the cat. We went to call, you know, we got a call for her earlier because she was stuck in a, a lady's wheel well and the lady wanted her out. <laughs> and so they rescued her. And they said, you know, we were going to keep her. But if you want her, she's all yours. And that was the beginning of my relationship with Cece. Um, she was with me during my sad college breakup she was with me when i lived in los angeles and went to culinary school she was with me when i got my first (laughs) hosting gig at home shopping network we moved over to tampa florida together she lived with me in la then she lived with me in florida and then we went um, we got called on to a show called cook yourself thin in new york and then i ended up slowly moving to new york city and I didn't take her with me on that first show, but by the time I saved enough money in California to move to New York eventually, I moved to New York around 28. She was with me there in New York City, not at first, but then I my mom would always watch her for me whenever I was out of town or traveling or on shows or shoots. So then eventually she came to New York with me. She lived with me in Brooklyn, in the city off Wall Street. And back in Brooklyn again, overlooking the water before we left together. And I cried my eyes out, as you know, on the previous episode on when I left New York. Then she was my confidant through my move to San Francisco, which was not for me. You've also learned on this previous episodes of these podcasts that I was terribly depressed while trying to figure out my life after New York. Um, And then Cece was with me through the move back from San Francisco to San Diego to LA and you know I didn't want to record this podcast because the last month I had been on end of life care like hospice with her and a lot of us are really tied to our pets versus people. People are wonderful you know I do this podcast for all of you but I know if you're an animal lover that you love your pet because they are your ultimate confidant and best friend Every day when you lose your companion or your sidekick who's with you every single day and she's been on this podcast many times I know you remember her growls and meows it was hard for me to process like how is I gonna live without her I see her shadow I see little glimpses of rainbow light or even like dolphins in the sea the other day hummingbirds birds uh, even a car driving right in front of me that said animal Reiki it was the weirdest things. So my joke with her was that she always did anal Reiki for people. <laughs> my partner made that up. We'd laugh and then we were like, dude, animal Reiki? What the fuck? Like how? How?" <laughs> so like once people pass to the other side, they'll definitely give you signs that they are with you. I sleep with Cece's little seal toy and her blankie that was in her carrier Um, And I, I really did have to ask God to help me to get through this podcast today because I want to share with you what we can do to transcend our grief into progress and do what our pets or loved ones would have wanted us to do. They would not want us to sit around and mope. I will tell you that that's one choice that we can all have. Of course, you're going to have grief and waves of grief that come in and out for the next few months, I mean that is inevitable. I burst into tears at the dinner table the other day when my dad was trying to talk to me about taxes and Wall Street and investing, and I just could not do it. And I, I had to get up and and you know run away from the table. I've gone through three huge Kleenex boxes. I've internalized so much grief over the last four or five weeks. I've I watched her diminish from. You know, over 10 pounds to far less than 10 pounds. And then I knew it was time. Cece was to me the greatest friend and the caretaker with unconditional love who saw and heard everything. And yet she never judged me and she never complained to me. She lived until she was 20. She ate lots of tuna and drank loads of water. And we called her Cece LaRue, Baba, Baba Louie, Honey Honey, Sweet Girl, um, The Queen. I mean, she had many names, but she was always my Cece. So One week ago, my best friend went to the other side and I'd like to take this moment to reflect on her life and share with you how much I loved this tiny little creature and this tiny little being in this giant world. And in a moment of time, we might be going through more turmoil than we've seen in a while. Pets can bring us profound peace and love and tranquility And they can also bring us peace and lasting happiness always love on your pet if you've got your pet now love on your pet if you've got a loved one now love on them and if you're with somebody during hospice or in their last moments sometimes you won't even know they are their last moments be here now be here now the most beautiful thing you can learn from cats as Eckhart Tolle has said is that they are the best meditators in the world. Cece was my teacher above all things. So when you go through your massive waves of grief, these are lessons that we must learn and take with us and transform and transcend them into our next rising. If you do not rise when we lose loved ones, I fear that you will go into the darkness And although we know the darkness is inevitable at times, you can always come out of it. Learn to let go with grace and know that the hardest times are behind you now. Last Friday, I had to call the vet and let them know it was her time. And that was the hardest phone call I've ever made in my entire life. It made me feel sick. I really commend my closest friends, my partner, my parents, my sister, her partner. I feel so deeply for those people who have nobody to turn to when they lose their pet or loved one. I am here for you through prayer and grace, empathy and compassion. My hand is on my heart. We are so grateful that we live in a world where we can help our pets when they need help and we can serve others when they need service. There are many people who have passed on and that have passed onto the other side where their last moments were very dark and they were alone. I'm so grateful we were all together for her. The hardest car ride was picking her up last week and putting her into her carrier
1: one last time. Taking her to my parents' house in San Diego. Sorry. One last car ride to mom and dad's. And then when the vet came, picked her up, took her for one last round to smell the roses in my mom's garden.
0: I'd said bye to her for the last four weeks. I didn't want to leave her side.
1: The hardest, longest walk was after smelling the roses in mom's garden with Cece one last time, introducing her to the vet, saying goodbye.
0: She's feisty, <laughs> I'll tell you guys that. She, her body was ready to pass on but her spirit was not. And that's how I know she's still with us. So whenever you are in doubt that your pet isn't with you anymore, that's not true. They are with you everywhere, everywhere. They're in the butterflies. They're in the hummingbirds. They're in the flowers. They're in the breeze in the air. They're in the way the palm trees sway. They're in the sparkles of the ocean. They're in the dolphins jumping through the sea. They're in every little creature that you see around you. And every time you see a prism of light with rainbows, that's them, anyone on the other side you've ever lost, saying hi to you again. Now to get through the pain and the sting of that day, she was wrapped in a blanket of other kitties, like had little cats on them from other clients of the vets that had passed and she was taken away in a blankie. I made a Butsudan for her, which is a Buddhist shrine. I'll share pictures on Instagram so you guys can see. I think this stuff is important to share because it has everything to do with passing on to another place that is so mysterious and also so beautiful. There is some kind of beauty that we can find in the loss of our loved ones. And as strange as that beauty seems, you will only experience it when you let go. I promise you, I know some of you who've gone through this are already nodding your head, but once you learn to let go and you know that they are in a better place, that is when the transcendence of what they wanted you to do with your one life will begin and they will work through you and with you. They are in you and they will keep flowing. Much like water, we must learn to let go and just go with the flow. It's so much easier. We will all lose it at some point. You will hit your tipping point when it comes to grief. You will not want to let go. Sorry for the snot face, you guys. I'm like super embarrassed, but obviously you've heard this podcast before. No, I just let it all out. (laughs) This is like my form of therapy with all of you. And I'm so grateful that you listen and you love and learn and grow and we can do this together. It makes my heart just beat. But I will tell you guys the tips I've used and how they can help you in your everyday life. This doesn't just pertain to the loss of a loved one or grief, but rather tips that can help you to transcend any pain, hurt, feeling stuck, losing it, etc. Maybe you have anger, deep sadness, sorrow, or you just feel stuck in all things these will help you i let my friends know what was happening on saturday i drove to my parents house on sunday oh boy and then i let go of my phone so sunday i said goodbye to the cell phone i put it on a table flipped over somewhere at my parents' house and left it. And I didn't touch it for four days. In those four days of healing, this is what I did. I went to the self-realization gardens in Encinitas for reflection and prayer. Highly recommend you looking up a local garden, whether it is a community garden, a Japanese garden, self-realization center, a church courtyard, It could even be a Buddhist temple or it could be as simple as going to the beach or your local park or going into nature. Transcendence means responding into nature, taking the best of the cards that you're dealt and making something out of them. It is also clearing the noise, cleansing and sweeping the body and mind of all thoughts, Give yourself the time to meditate and pray and clear your head every single day. Because when you are quiet, you are able to let the tears wash over you. Jack Cornfield, a prolific author who often speaks on Buddhism, who also studied as a monk, he has told us that allowing the tears to fall is like letting all of the grief wash Through you, so that you are cleansed, and that we must quiet our minds. I took four days, which seems like nothing compared to a lifetime, to not touch my phone. Didn't need to do it. I went to Balboa Park. I sat under trees. I walked. I went to museums. I looked at artwork. I looked at statues. I looked at the lily pot the lily pads. <laughs> I'm sorry. My mom let me borrow her cat. His name is Shohei. And he's kneading right next to me right now. He's big and chunky. Anyways, um my mom is a total character, so you guys know I'm going off track a little bit here, but she says Oh yeah, Shohei waiting for you you get to borrow him enjoy your new family member Shohei. hey <laughs> <laughs> he's so sweet by the way adorable cat and he had to adjust here too I'll tell you that okay so she said oh yeah he's going to LA he's gonna become Richie rich I was like okay alright mom I'm not rich but cool I'm glad that you all think that <laughs> anyways so um, at Balboa Park Remember to go to museums, look at the lily pads, watch the ducks, go to the local pond, park, see any body of water you can, go to any local museum, sit under a tree down the street at the community park, transcend, pray, meditate, reflect. I watched every butterfly that came by me. I looked at every flower that was blooming in the park, I noticed every time there was a sunset and a flicker of light between the trees. In Japanese, we call this komorebi. I watched the komorebi every single night. and I knew it was Cece trying to communicate to me that she was there. I don't always see it, but I did those four days. I cooked with my family. We made dinner together every day and we talked and sat and talked. That was one of the times where my dad tried to talk to me about investing and I burst into tears. <laughs> I had to leave the table. And I also listened to quotes and I read a lot of books. And I want to share with you um, words that my father shared and words that my partner shared when Cece passed away. So we Zoom called my sister and her boyfriend. They live in London, and there was some sharing. We called it CC's Sunday service. So set up a Zoom call. Next time somebody's about to pass, get together. Even if you're far away, you are never that far away. My father, who is a devout Christian, was given Phil Jackson's 11 Rings, a book that changed my life and I thought, this book is perfect for my dad. Handed it to him, and to my amaze, he read it in awe. I mean, we are such a huge Phil Jackson fan, and it's not because we think Jordan and Rodman, Pippin, are the coolest guys ever. We think so highly of his devotion to spiritual practice through coaching. So my dad actually picked up page 168, in a book called Eleven Rings, and he read this aloud to all of us. Those words, Suzuki said, contain the basic truth of existence. Everything is always in flux. Until you accept this, you won't be able to find true equanimity. But to do that means accepting life as it is, not just what you consider the good parts, That things change is the reason why you suffer in this world and become discouraged. Suzuki Roshi writes in Not Always So, practicing the true spirit of Zen. And he goes on to say, in quotes, But when you change your understanding of the way you are living, then you can completely enjoy your new life in each moment. The evanescence of things is the reason you enjoy your life. And I really believe that the evanescence of things is those rainbows you see in the sky, or when you see a reflection of a prism light. It's when you watch a flower open over time. It's when you sit and you are amazed at the lotuses sitting inside of the lily pond. It is the moment where you see a butterfly and you are mesmerized that that was once a caterpillar. It is in that moment where you see a dolphin popping up out of the ocean out of nowhere or a whale's tail slamming down to sparkle in the big blue sea. It is in every moment that you've ever had with your pet where you loved on them and you felt their love and empathy and compassion just wrapped around you. And you did the same for them. The evanescence is in everything around us. And when people talk about the rainbow bridge, going to the other side, passing on. I think we often think it's so sad, but it is also very happy. Because we know that they are living better than we are. They are happy. They are at peace. They are no longer suffering. And for that, we cannot ask for anything better. Spending time together with family and friends, volunteering at a local shelter, donating to one of these causes, Best Friends Animal Society, the ASPCA, World Wildlife Federation, Little Wanderers NYC, Kitten Rescue LA, Stray Cat Alliance in LA, and also Best Friends Animal Society in Los Angeles and in New York. There are plenty of places where you can donate in honor of your pet that you have also lost, which I have done so and will continue to do so over the next few weeks, you have my word. I always go and spend time with the cats, and I also donate money to make sure that I can pass it on, because we know the butterfly effect is a real thing. If you do something good for someone else, buy coffee or a tea for the person behind you in line, it does get passed on. Don't let it stop with you. Start realizing the immense gratitude that we can practice. As Suzuki states, we can see life in a better light when we choose to change our minds and accept that things will always change they are constantly in flux, right? And if we get sad because things don't work out the way we wanted them to, or they don't stay the same, then we will suffer because we know life itself is suffering. Think about praying for others because prayers for others are free and you can give them to anyone at any time. Love and kindness Create a mini Butsudan, which is a shrine for your pet. And again, I'll post pictures of that on Instagram so you can see what a real Butsudan looks like. You don't need anything fancy. Fruits, flowers, candles, healing stones, crystals, notes of love, mala beads. You can do anything. Even if you have no money, you can just put up one picture with some flowers or plants around it say one prayer every day. Right before I started this podcast, I said goodbye to Cece at her altar. And I lit one incense from my grandmother's funeral for her. And I'll continue to do that. I would like to thank you guys for listening to this podcast and continuing to be so supportive. Not a person who is into shiny things or clickbait. I drive a regular old Jeep. I love living in a modest apartment. And I really have found myself connecting with all of you on a different level because I'm not into the Birkin bags or the fancy cars or people that have a million and one followers. What's important to me is a person's character, integrity, grace. How deeply did you love others and how wide? Did your service go? Those are the things that I know that hold us all together. And so for that, I will commit to working with animal shelters all over the world for the next few years. Well, all over the world is a lot, (laughs) Candice, domestically, but I do donate to world
1: charities too, which is great.
0: I also really promise that I will do a better job of being a cat mom the next round I think I did a pretty good job this round, but for Cece, I'm going to give her love infinitely to the world right now while I don't have a cat, but while I borrow my mom's cat, Shohei. Sho Sho. Here we go, ASMR. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if we did ASMR with Shohei? He is a wild boy. Anyways, so want to make sure that we get through one last quote. This was read by my partner when we were saying goodbye at CC Sunday service. This is by Henry Scott Holland. It's called Death is Nothing at All. For any of you struggling with somebody who you've lost, please listen to this quote, pass this podcast to somebody, and look this quote up so you can hold it near to your heart. Here's the quote, death is nothing at all. It does not count. I have only slipped away into the next room. Nothing has happened. Everything remains exactly as it was. I am I and you are you. And the old life that we lived so fondly together is untouched, unchanged. Whatever we were to each other, that we are still. Call me by the old familiar name. Speak of me in the easy way in which you always used to. Put no difference into your tone. Wear no forced air of solemnity or sorrow. Laugh as we always laughed at the little jokes that we enjoyed together. Play, smile, think of me, pray for me. Let my name be ever the household word that it always was. Let it be spoken without an effort, without the ghost of a shadow upon it. Life means all that it ever meant. It is the same as it ever was. There is absolute and unbroken continuity. What is this death but a negligible accident? Why should I be out of mind because I am out of sight? I am but waiting for you. For an interval. Somewhere very near. Just around the corner. All is well. Nothing is hurt. Nothing is lost. One brief moment. And all will be as it was before. How shall we laugh at the trouble of parting when we meet again? I think the last line is read, How we shall laugh at the trouble of parting when we meet again. Henry Scott Holland, Death is nothing at all. Really a beautiful, profound quote. And it makes you think so deeply of those to my grandmas, grandpas, aunts, all the cats, all the pets, to all of your lost loved ones, your grandmas, grandpas, aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, loved ones, best friends, pets. May they all rest in loving peace. And may you know, because knowing is your superpower, that they are always with you. They are in everything, in the effervescence of the world. They are in the light, they are in the dark, They are in the shadows. They are in the rainbows. They're in the flowers. They're in the butterflies. They're in all the prisms. They're in the plants. They're in the crystals. They're in the love that you give to others. Transcendence means to take the gifts that Cece gave to me. Unconditional love, compassion, humor, empathy, life longevity, beauty, humor, queen vibes. And... (laughs) So much more. Everything about her was beauty to me. And I always lived in the moment with her. There's one thing that she gave me. It was being present. Because animals only live in the present moment. Old creatures and pets don't have crazy thoughts like we do. Well, they might. But who knows? I'm not an animal psychologist, but I could interview one. I wanna know if you guys are interested in me doing a Sunday service, maybe every Sunday, maybe a few times a month, and how we can get together and speak more profoundly about deeper, deeper meaning to life. So please let me know in the comments on Instagram if you'd like that. I also wanna let you guys know to leave a five-star review. Thank you for writing your reviews on Apple, iTunes podcasts, it's super easy to do if you haven't yet. They do help to continue this podcast with all light and love. I want you to remember to pray for those who have passed on to the other side. I want you to remember to be kind to others because you never know what another person is going through, ever. Not everyone is a narcissist and wants to share every moment of their life. Please consider that you have dozens of friends right now that are going through hardship and difficult times and they're not announcing it. It's important to ask people, how are you? How are you doing? Let's catch up. Let's go to lunch. I have asked myself to see friends recently and been called to do so, and I will do that. I also have some awesome friends who are going to start coming on the podcast over the next few months. Please stand by for them. I pick and choose my guests wisely for the reason of this. I only will have this one opportunity to share grace and empathy with you on this podcast. And if I have that opportunity, I find it to be honorable. To have your ear to lend for 45 minutes to an hour once a week is a blessing. I've never felt so deeply profound or called other than my books to continue service for free on this podcast. So. Thank you for listening. For those of you who help with the matcha shop orders, that has been a blessing. I see you and I hear you. And please don't forget to volunteer at your local shelters or donate for your pet in their honor. And let's say a little prayer for Cece on her way out. Shall we, together? Please bow your head to pray if you are able to, and if you are driving, do not do that. Dear God, Buddha, the spirits, all those above, and anyone that you all believe in, please watch over our beloved Cece. She was with us for 20 beautiful years. From the time I was 20 to 40, I feel very grateful and I thank you for your time. Cece, if you're listening, and I know you are, you are my girl,
1: you are my friend, You are my sunshine, you are the reason why I got through every one of those fucking idiots that I dated. (laughs) You are such a blessing in this world, a light, a radical light of radiance. And even though you were a diva, you were so fucking cute. (laughs) And so you were allowed to be a diva. I love you with every ounce of my body and I feel you inside of me now. I do. I know you want me to be strong and I know you want me to be a fighter because you were a fighter till the end. I watched you. Your vet Dr. Ethan said man, Cece is a fighter and she is so feisty and that is why she is still alive. We see you Cece and we love you. To every animal and every being that is suffering in this world, to every person that you have lost, may we rest in peace and know we see
0: their sparkle out in the world and we see their effervescence and we see them in all rainbows and we see them through all big things. Don't forget the miracles right around the corner, use the pain and the sorrow and the grief and transcend the sadness into progress. Every day, the tiny choices you make make a difference. So get up and go to your workout class now. I know you need to hear this. Get up and journal, write, pursue your dreams and keep them going. Thank you so much for your time today and may Cece rest in peace and may God please rest her soul. She is a queen diva And she enjoys Tuna very much. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a beautiful week. I hope you had a restful one. And don't forget to reflect through reflection and prayer at any time. Meditation or breathing. Pick up a copy of Kintsugi Wellness if you feel lost. And write a five-star review. Thank you so much for your time. And last note. Cece waited until I finished my book, Spirited, coming out on Audible Originals soon. She got sick in the middle of the last week of writing, and then she got better through some sort of miracle, and then she passed one week after I finished the book. It'll be dedicated to her. Love you guys so much. Thanks for being a bright spot in my world for those of you who sent flowers and love notes and love letters, I see you and thank you for commenting. It means the world. As I work through this grief, a time will come when it will pass, and the one thing that's sure is that time will heal every wound. Have a beautiful, transcendent day full of rainbows. But